We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Evan. Evan is a friend of mine here, and he is a professional MMA fighter. He is a podcast uh, podcaster of his own as well, yes, so definitely yes. worth checking out. I'll link all that for you guys at the end for sure, too. But super excited for your time, your help today with some other stuff that I couldn't figure out. Well, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> just happy to actually be useful once in a while. No, always useful, <laughs> but thanks for being here, Evan. Super happy thanks to have you. Thanks for having you. me, yeah. Um, so basically I have a lot of, just some questions we go through and it's sure. all designed to just get to know you, your perspective, how the world's impacted you and, uh, let people get to know cool. how you think and who you are. I can't fail a test on me. No, so you can't. That's good. <laughs> I'm ready. Perfect. All right. So we'll just jump right in. Um, the first question is who do you define yourself as? Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm not ready. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm Evan. Um, whatever that encapsulates would be what I define myself as. I don't know. I'm just someone who wants to be better, learn more, and be able to be helpful to other people in one way or another. And I don't really ever know exactly what that is. Mm. Um, I have over the years defined myself as a bunch of different things, which as you get older, you start to realize you're none of those things, but you're all of those things at the same time. Mm which is what I think is kind of cool is that I get to be a bunch of different things. I, that's why when you were asking like, what should I introduce you as? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, whatever you think, you know, <laughs> um, like is, am I Evan the MMA fighter? Well, I mean, that's definitely part of it. Uh -huh. Am I Evan the podcaster? Also definitely part of it. The guy who runs a rest, you know, there's like so many different parts that make up, who someone is, it's yep. kind of hard to define yourself as a thing, right? Fully, yeah. Which is why that's such a hard question, I guess, because uh -huh. it's like, well, how do I not give you a three hour long uh, biography of my yeah. entire life? Because that's yeah. what I am. I am the uh, sum of hmm. everything. The so, sum here, of your life. Sum of everything that has happened to me, but also. Yeah all of the choices that I've made because of the things that have happened to me. And I'm just here trying to make better choices every day and make sure that I'm learning the lessons when they're given to me. So that's no, that's a, that's a solid answer. I'll cool. take that. Cool. That's good. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, next one's nice and easy. -ish. Can't get harder than that. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Okay. Easy. Yeah. Nice and easy. Call, yeah. Pizza. <laughs> Not even close. Any any place in particular? No. Okay. No. Just well, pizza. Trevo's Pizza. So I grew up in Trevo's, Pennsylvania, okay. which is like Philly suburbs. Okay. Uh, there's a place called Trevo's Pizza, which will always be my favorite. But okay. that's because I don't know how much of that is. I mean, their pizza is very good, but I don't know how much of it is because like that's where like when my family was in town and we all were <laughs> meeting at my grandma's and yeah. she didn't want to cook, we would get Trevo's Pizza. So. Okay. There's, I'm sure there's a little bit of that there's some also good memories being sprinkled in it. there as well. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, are you reading anything right now? Yes. 
I'm reading like 13, 13 different <laughs> oh my things gosh. and not completing any of them. My uh, head hurts just thinking that. Uh, the one book that I am currently reading for enjoyment okay. rather than um, like trying to learn okay. from it yeah. uh, is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And uh, I think it's phenomenal. Um, it's like he did a biog. It's an autobiography. Okay. Like he wrote it about his life. Right, right. Um, but he had like 35 years of like notes and memoirs and journal entries that okay. he wrote throughout the years. Oh, wow. And so as he is, as you're going through reading about like the different parts of his life, he has like it, like his little handwritten notes and journal entries and all this stuff right that he did. There. And it's like all lined up chronologically to that point of life at the part where he's telling the story. And I, 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 I think it's, I think it's really cool. I That's think awesome. it's really cool. And his life was super interesting. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff that you would never think about when you think about like, Oh, this Hollywood hmm. famous Matthew McConaughey, yeah. the guy from the Lincoln commercials, you know, or he's got that fancy watch and he's driving these beautiful cars. He he's a, he's a real interesting cat. I highly recommend it. It's a really good book, and it's really easy read as well. My my list is ever growing now. Yeah, the I more know. People give me these. It's like I, oh, I know that's the problem no, with great. when you get a ton of book recommendations. It's like you can't keep you can't keep up, and they just start piling up. Yeah, I used to be terrible at reading. I mean, I used to read a lot when I was younger, and then in the, like the last ten years, I think I've hardly and the last like two, I'm like, all right, we're gonna read again. So I you have to like to. the thing about reading, and I guess it's the same as everything in yeah. life is like you have to like you can't you have to make time yeah to read yep you got to stop everything else you're doing uh -huh. and read but that's a huge part of the value other than what you learn from the book is yeah. like you're learning how to be present mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. and we, we're missing that these days definitely so no. everybody start reading more start reading more books hear from evan <laughs> um what is your greatest fear um I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't fear a lot of things anymore. I've had a lot of fears, mm -hmm. great fears. Um, and they've all over time been, I've realized that like, oh, my greatest fear was losing this fight in mm -hmm. front of everyone. Mm -hmm. Been there, did that. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually not that big of a deal. Oh, my, my greatest fear you know, everyone's greatest fear when they're 16 is their first love leaving them. And then mm. that happens. And then it's like, well, I'm still here. Mm. Um, I guess my biggest fear would be being in a situation where I was not able to save someone else. And that could mm. be physic from imminent physical danger, mm. but also like, watching people you watch people sometimes go down this path and mm. there's really nothing you can do if they don't want to change the path themselves yeah but i've always felt like i've always wanted to be like a protector mm -hmm. and scenarios that i think of where i would be helpless to protect people are mm. that those are scenarios that i don't do well with mm. um so I don't necessarily consider it a fear, but it is definitely a motivating factor in my life to make sure that I'm very prepared for whatever situation may come up. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. I don't know if I, I might, I kind of skirted around that. But no, no, no. I, I, I think that's a, it's a whole answer. It's not, not being able to help people when they really need it is something that is, yeah. uh, it's, it's not scary, but I definitely fear it. Yeah. Because that is the most important thing to me, I mm-hmm. think, is being able to be someone that can help lift other people up because there's mm-hmm. so, there's so much of, all the other stuff out there. And I, I grew up not having a, a lot of leadership or guidance in my mm-hmm. life. So it's always been very important to me to be able to help people. Yeah. So no, that's anytime true. a scenario comes up where I'm not able to do that, I, I take it very hard. So. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, what do you value the most? Time. Hmm. Not even close. <laughs> anybody that knows me you see it all the time yeah. time is running out time is run- I, I tell everybody that all the time and they're like dude what's up with you man and it, it's it, it goes back to uh the stoic um saying memento mori which mm-hmm. is remember you will die mm. seems super morbid when mm-hmm. someone's just got, walking around like don't forget you're gonna die don't mm-hmm. forget you're gonna die but the other end of that philosophy is memento vivere, which Mm -hmm. is remember to live Mm -hmm. and amor fati, which means just be in love with your fate because ultimately what's going to happen is like, we're going to die. Everyone, you know, is going to die and nobody knows what's going to happen after that. So that's why it's so important to be alive (laughs) and make sure that you're remembering that you're going to die. And it's just, it just makes things so much more meaningful, mm-hmm. you know? Perspective, yeah. For sure. yeah. Um, there's a movie, Troy, with mm-hmm. Brad Pitt about Achilles. And uh, there's one line in that movie that I always loved, and that is, the fact that we are doomed is what makes everything beautiful. Hmm. It's like, if you're immortal, why does anything matter? Hmm. If nothing, if, if, if everything is endless... Hmm. And everything is limitless. Why does any, there's no value to anything. It's supply and demand mm. <laughs> ultimately. Right. And that's why the older I get, the more valuable my time gets because I have less of it and mm. it's supply and demand, yeah, except you can't renew the supply no matter what you do. <laughs> People have been trying. No, yeah, we yeah. keep, well, we keep trying. Yeah. I mean, life expectancy is double what it was a couple hundred years ago. So yeah. I guess we're doing okay figured something out keep on trying ultimately <laughs> you can't beat it you know yeah um so yeah time definitely sure. i value that more than anything else mm-hmm. because you can't really do anything with anyone you any amount of money any amount of love friendships relationships you have you can't do anything when you're if you don't have time mm-hmm. you have to make time mm-hmm. so to me that's definitely the most valuable thing for sure when was the last time you felt joy oh t- today (laughs) helping you try to set up uh what was yeah your um publishing your episodes and like the garage band thing and and that brings me joy because two years ago when i started my podcast i had no idea (laughs) what i was doing um i always find joy in being able to help other people Mm. like me and my wife went on a on a run she's getting ready for hi megan she's (laughs) getting ready for the philadelphia marathon and she's running and I told her I was going to run with her. Yeah. And I, oh my God, I did not want to run. <laughs> like I was miserable about it going out the door. 
And as we were going, I, I started to find myself like, hey, come on, you know, we're on pace. You're doing great. Keep. And the more that I started like trying to be this positive thing to help push her through her run, I'm like, oh my God, now I'm having a good time. Mm. Now I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Now I'm not miserable that I'm running. Um, so for me, being able to have something of value that I can hand off to mm. other people, it brings me a lot of joy because... That's, I guess, like, I feel like that's what it's all about. Yeah. Like, not giving people things, mm -hmm. like physical things, mm -hmm. but giving people something of yourself that maybe you had mm -hmm. to struggle to learn. That's why I love teaching martial arts so much mm -hmm. and things like that, because it's like, wow, I did all this work and now I have this knowledge or skill or trade or whatever it is that I can teach people. Yeah. Like teaching Joel how to, how to hang a, Joel's my podcast host, teaching <laughs> him how to hang a shelf straight. Yeah. He never learned that. Yeah. I, he was helping me when I moved into my house. And the next thing you know, I'm teaching him how to make sure that something's level when you hang it. And that makes me really happy. Yeah. So anytime I'm able to give someone something that mm. can add value or happiness or joy or skill or knowledge or anything to their life that makes me feel really good mm -hmm. no I, I like that a lot um when was the last time you were afraid and why that was probably also today <laughs> um if it wasn't today it was yesterday okay um it's basically almost every day hmm. i'm scared of something hmm. um and I, I guess that it kind of goes with like defining myself. It, mm. I, I'm not, or when, when you ask a question about fear, mm -hmm. it's not that I'm like afraid, Yeah. but I am afraid. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you afraid of? <laughs> it's like nothing specifically. I, I just, I, I guess I'm afraid of just leaving things on the table mm. and uh, I'm definitely afraid of regretting things yeah um i've had a few personal instances with people in my family who got older and they're like crippled by regret mm. and i've spent a lot of time trying to like talk them out of like well hey okay you regret this decision that you made but you made this decision 10 years ago five years ago 15 years ago 30 years and it's like you're still you're you're spending the time that you have now worrying about that and i'm like man i do not want to end up feeling that way because yeah. that's a really bad place to be and, and it it saps the, it sucks the regret sucks the enjoyment out of everything else mm -hmm. so for me i guess it's like don't leave it on the table mm. you know like i haven't i haven't competed in martial arts since 2017 but the last time i fought professionally that was in scotland for combat sambo but the last time i fought was 2014 mm -hmm. and uh i i i know that i would regret if i left the sport the way that i left i didn't mm -hmm. want to be there that night and all these different things and so while I'm afraid of like the possibility that I'm going to have been training for the last seven years and go in and still lose, because mm -hmm. that's a very real possibility. Mm -hmm. It's a scary possibility. 
but it's not as scary as being 70 and mm. there's nothing I can do about it now. And I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you time, had, I'm, you're training for another fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully November. Yeah. Hopefully November. I mean, I've been training, but I've always done it wrong. I never had, I, like I said, I didn't have a lot of leadership. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people that didn't really care about my success mm-hmm. or how my career or anything like that, who were looking out for me with mm-hmm. air quotes. <laughs> but, um, I forgot where I was going with that. What were we talking? Oh, when was the last time You're I was afraid? afraid? Yeah. yeah. I'm always afraid. I'm always afraid. I didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. I'm always afraid I could have done more. And I guess I'm not afraid that I could have done more. I guess I'm afraid of knowing I could have done more mm-hmm. and being finding that acceptable. I think that's complacency mm-hmm. is what scares me. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable mm-hmm. is very scary to me. Mm-hmm. And every day, like last example, I'm, mm-hmm. I do a million analogies. You're good. No, I appreciate um, them. I feel like I'm rambling. You're good. Um, Yesterday I worked 15 hours and I got home and I was like, oh, I need a shower. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to, I was supposed to go do some conditioning. So I take a shower and I'm like, I'll just do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then something was like, no, you're going to go do it now. Cause you said you were going to do it now. Yeah. And I'm afraid of getting to the point where that becomes acceptable to me to just say, it doesn't matter what commitment you made to yourself. You can just undo it anytime you want. I don't ever want to become a person that shirks commitment like that. Yeah, your word matters to you yeah. as much as it does to other people. And so every day, I I tell myself, time is running out. What are you going to do about it? And the fear of wasting a day, that drives me. So that's I'm always a little bit afraid. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a healthy, healthy take for sure. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> What moment in your life changed you or taught you something the most? Okay. Uh, it's a couple moments. Okay. Uh, they all were a moment, um, but the culmination of all of them being looked at together is what taught me something. Yeah. So I hope it's okay if I use four moments. Yeah, go all for right, it. All right, cool. All right, so uh, about nine months after I started fighting, I had a decent record, and um, the one promoter asked me, did I want to fight for a title? which was like back then seemed like it was a huge deal in the grand scheme of things an amateur title belt really <laughs> doesn't mean anything. But um, then the opportunity to call myself a champion and all these different uh, opportunities that might come with it in the future yeah. seemed like a very huge moment to me. I never thought of myself as a champion of anything mm-hmm. growing up. So, um, so I get this opportunity. Everyone at my gym is super pumped about it. My childhood friends, they're all super pumped. So there's, I sell all these tickets. There's mm-hmm. tons of people there, hundred people, give or take. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly. So I lose that fight. So then my next fight, they say, we're going to give you an opportunity at a different weight class. I'm like, Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to sell tickets and get people to come. And I think I had like 50 or 60 at that one. So still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as the last one, but still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The next, I, so I lose that one. The next fight, I am 
that's another six weeks later probably. Now we're talking about 20 to 25 people. Mm-hmm. And just to interject there, yeah. so typically um, when, you've, when you referenced before that uh, the way you're training now is, is the right way and the way you train during these. Yes. Typically you do not have six weeks between a fight. Uh, no, no, yeah. you're not. Yeah. You're not supposed to. Okay. Um, so go, go ahead. I, I, I've, yeah, I did it all Yeah. completely backwards. No, no. I was just saying for anyone who's like, Oh, like that's a plenty yes, of rest no, yes, time. No, like, correct. no, no, that's that is not, not plenty of rest time. Yeah. That's, that's not yeah. normal. You're not supposed okay. to do that. So I'll, I'll stop interrupting <laughs> you. There you go. <laughs> um, so this, this third one now, now there's 20, 25 people there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I lose that one. So now I've lost three in a row and it's starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, what what am I doing? Yeah. You know, should I be doing this? Am I capable Mm -hmm. of doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I in over my head? All these different thoughts. So as time's going by, I I said, okay, you're going to try this one more time and you're going to either win or you're going to be done. Mm. That's how this is going to go because mm-hmm. I don't want to I didn't want to waste my life being a loser who mm. just tried really hard. Mm. Um so I I gave myself that ultimatum. I looked myself in the mirror and I gave myself that ultimatum. So the next fight happens and obviously I won because I'm still training and competing <laughs> um all these other things. There were six people including my dad and my brother at that fight Hmm. and it was like Hmm. such a happy moment for me I overcame all these things and and the doubt and the wondering about what's going to happen next for me and all these different things and there was no one there Hmm. to celebrate and it made me realize that people always are going to celebrate with you but the people that will console you pick you up encourage you um that will be with you through your struggles those are the people that you should focus on you shouldn't be focusing on well so the uh the one relationship that i was in ended because of when i started fighting i wasn't balancing anything i take a lot of responsibility for the way that that went downhill because it's like I could easily be well she didn't support me Mm -hmm. but like was I doing anything to like I wasn't carrying my weight it's the bottom line so Mm -hmm. I learned that from that too but when you're fighting to impress all these other people to Mm -hmm. show this person that you made a mistake and look what I'm going to accomplish and all these different things those are not the people that you should be doing things for because ultimately you're going to have times where things aren't going to go how they should. And then you might turn around and realize that all the people that really were there for you, you neglected them and now they're gone too. Hmm. And now you're all by yourself. Hmm. Um, So that was a really profound thing that I realized. And I truly, really realized that when after that fight, my next fight, I had a hundred people there. People only remember your last result. Mm -hmm. And it's those people that can, see your character who you are and will support you through it all because they care about you and Mm -hmm. what you care about Mm -hmm. that is those are the people that you should be focusing on Mm -hmm. um and so the that 
whole little picture of those four moments together really taught me a lot about if you're not doing things because they bring value to you, mm-hmm. then why are you doing it? Because mm-hmm. ultimately all those people are going to disappear eventually mm-hmm. anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can save anybody from learning the lesson the way that I had to learn it, that would be, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So do things for you and the people that, and you'll find out all of a sudden when you're doing things because they make you feel better and you're giving value where you can and you're doing it for yourself, all of a sudden you'll have this whole tribe of people that will support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it's but you can't chase that. Mm-hmm. It has to become that. You have mm-hmm. to allow that to develop. Yeah, no, absolutely, for sure. Um, what is something you think we have in common? Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> the easy answer would be uh, jujitsu mm-hmm. would be the easy issue, uh, easy answer. But I, I would go deeper and I would say, I think that you're one of the only people that I feel like spends as much time as me mm-hmm. thinking about, uh, like being introspective and mm-hmm. thinking about yourself and the impact that you have on other people and the feeling of like wanting to do more mm-hmm. and like really pulling all the joy out of life like you're always everywhere you just came back from i egypt, egypt <laughs> and turkey yeah. and somewhere else but i i i respect that very much mm-hmm. about you because it's not easy to give up certain comforts mm-hmm. certain easy things um and I feel like you're always looking at how you can use your experiences to help other people be better, which is, those are the type of people I'm trying to be around, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say that uh, you think pretty deeply about a lot of things and mm. you try to use your experiences to impact other people, which is very admirable. Mm. Um, so I guess I'm complimenting myself with that. No, I, 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 it's, a, but it's I, a huge compliment, and I, I take that very, uh, I take it as the compliment it's intended, and as yeah. you should as well for yourself. Awesome. It is. Uh, Thank no. you. I wasn't trying to. No, 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 up no. There. I don't think you are. As I, I was talking much. about, it, I'm like, man, I'm trying to compliment you, but no, it's like, no, no, no. You it's asked a, me what we a, have in common, and I'm like, I would agree with that a lot. I see yeah. that a lot in you. You have a, an overwhelming desire to care for other people, to help other people, to put your own comfort aside, to to be present yeah. for someone else. It's. If, um, it's definitely if that's seen in me as well from you, I, I, I appreciate honor. it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely important. Yeah, um, and it's important to me to recognize people like that as well, mm-hmm. because those are the people that don't get recognized a lot of mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who are toilingly toiling tirelessly behind the scenes, mm-hmm. not getting credit for a lot of the things that they do. So I always try to make sure I'm giving credit to the good people out there who are doing mm-hmm. the work. So thank you. Well, thank you. I don't think either 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 of us would feel that there's care for other people for credit. It's more for for the heart there for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what is something you're looking forward to? Uh man, I don't everything. Okay. Everything. That's awesome. I like that. I like I like like I just like like I'm looking forward to opening my own academy. Yeah. Um, being my own boss, like being completely my own boss. Yeah. The whole COVID thing made me realize that like working for other people is 
There's nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. at all. And everyone, and I wouldn't judge anyone who chose to do that mm-hmm. um, because there's different things and opportunities that will be presented in life by taking high paying corporate positions or working for other people. For me, it just, I like the, I want autonomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with, with all the different rules and restrictions and things like that, I, I really started looking at the fact that even the CEO of our company is not the boss. There's shareholders and there's people that this guy, this guy's the president of a $80 million company and he can't make the rules. Mm. And something about that, I feel like it tarnishes what you're trying to do. And no matter how much of a culture you try to build, if you're not ultimately responsible for the culture that you build and someone can come in and make rules that you don't believe in, Mm. then how much can you truly impact? And that was kind of what made me realize, like I always was able to impact people's lives through my job as running a restaurant. I can help people through school, give people mentorship, teach them, get them promoted. Mm -hmm. So obviously you're able to make an impact on people's lives, but that was not the type of impact that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And the need to get approval that 99% of the time got shot down for things that I had that I thought like, hey, this could make everybody's life better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That works here, make their balance better. Mm -hmm. Um, The inability to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we all think we know better, right? Um, But I do think I know better. (laughs) I do think I know better about... uh, taking care of people than a corporation does. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's always been the bottom line to me. The profit was never the bottom line to mm-hmm. me. And we never really saw eye to eye. I'm like, if we're making money, mm-hmm. why does it matter if our profit is 2%, two tenths of 1% higher mm-hmm. because I didn't spend money on doing this for mm-hmm. the team. And that's just ultimately what it is. I can be angry about it all the time or I can do my own thing. So I'm looking forward to being able to do be my own, own thing, boss yeah. and make changes based on what I think is is best for the community, the people who are involved in what I'm doing. But also I'm looking forward to everything else. I love yeah. everything. Like, I can't wait to just like go home and work out and read a book and write a podcast. And I love it all. I nice. love everything. I love yeah. that. That's great. Um, what is something you wish was over already? Talking about COVID. (laughs) And I just did it. Just talking about it. Yeah, but but that, it taught me, uh, it taught me a large lesson. Honestly, what I would love to be over would be the, the mindset that is happening in our country right now. Mm. That is, you are this or you are this. Mm. I hate people being put in boxes Mm -hmm. like it's like be who you decide to be as a person is not as simple as buying a car Mm -hmm. it's not mustang or uh camaro Mm -hmm. that's not how life is Mm -hmm. and i i think that a lot of people are falling into a trap where they think that if they agree with one policy on one side of the aisle 
that they need to be completely on board with all the other policies because mm-hmm. everyone from said political party is now shaming them if they're not towing the line on every single thing. Mm-hmm. So I would love the end of the two-party system. <laughs> if all right. That's what I would love the end Let's of. Put I, w- that in I, I would love people to run based completely based mm-hmm. completely on their values. Yeah. That's probably a utopian dream <laughs> that may or may not happen in my lifetime, but I I would love it if it did. Hmm. I can appreciate that. Um, what makes you feel known and valued? Wow. Well, being invited on podcasts <laughs> well, is there we go. definitely makes me feel valued. Mm. Um, especially when it's people, like I said, like I feel like we... Mm. Uh, are we do have things in common and mm-hmm. the the fact that you respect the same things in me that I respect in you mm-hmm. that's that makes me feel valuable especially that you're bringing me on to your podcast that you just started to mm-hmm. help share that value and mm-hmm. hopefully create connections and things mm-hmm. like that that definitely does it so thank you oh, thank you for for being here um where do you call home and what makes it home uh Currently, mm-hmm. uh, home is 354 Martin Street. Oh, dear. We're really yeah. giving uh, a full address. Oh, my God. <laughs> my wife will kill me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, home is currently the domicile that I reside in. Yeah. Um, that is my home. Mm-hmm. But, I don't, but I don't like that definition of it yeah. because home is a feeling more mm-hmm. than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. I've had places that I've lived that were not my home. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere where I go with Megan and Percy, Percy's my dog, <laughs> anywhere where we end up is going to ultimately feel like my home. Mm-hmm. Um, the The places that I train at, um, that's my home mm-hmm. because the way that I feel when I'm there. Mm-hmm. I go in and everyone's happy to see each other and mm-hmm. we care about each other and we push each other to be better and that's home to me home is wherever you can be comfortable enough being yourself to continue doing what makes you you mm-hmm. you have you you need to be comfortable being you mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable truly being your real self then you're not home Mm. No, I, I would if, agree with that. If you can, so anywhere that would make you comfortable truly being yourself, I would consider home if you're that, that comfortable. For sure. Uh, what is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Wish I did not struggle with. I mean, that's, see, I'm going to give a bad answer to this There's question. There's no bad answers. I, I kind of love struggling. Oh, yeah, you do. I love struggling. And I say, yeah, you do because you're one lo- to like press into discomfort with like working out or training yeah, or things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it's love, hate. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody likes the feeling of struggling. Mm-hmm. The feeling of like, man, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Or I don't know, you know, like struggling financially, struggling in relationships, struggling with I mean we all struggle with a million different things every day um but I have over time I have struggled long enough to realize that there is definite value mm-hmm. 
in struggle. You have to sift through a lot of crap sometimes to get to the point where it's like, oh, no, this is good. Mm. This is good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good, but that doesn't mean it can't be good. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to say I wish I didn't struggle with things because I feel like if I didn't struggle with things, I'd never get better at anything. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's, that's worse than struggling, I feel like. I always think of the scenario of like okay if you're let's say your boat you're in a boat a canoe or whatever and it (laughs) flips over Mm -hmm. and you are drifting downstream and there's a gigantic waterfall that you're about to fall over that you will definitely die if you fall over the edge you swimming against the current feels horrible at the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, I want this to be over. Mm. But as soon as you stop struggling against that current, you drift over the falls and you're dead. Mm. So the act of struggling is what keeps most of us alive, mm. honestly. You're, we're always struggling against something. I mean, standing up is a struggle against gravity mm. if you break it down far enough. So it's it's hard for me to think of any kind of struggle as bad. Mm. I just have this weird thing that like the more I struggle, the more I'm like, all right, let's keep going. Let's figure this out because mm-hmm. at the end of it, there's a lesson mm-hmm. and there's extreme value in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like social media, media in general makes you makes people feel like if you're struggling, you're failing. Mm-hmm. The only time you fail is when you stop struggling. That's failing. It was when you stop struggling. So if you're struggling to get one more rep and you're lifting weights and you just stop struggling and the the option is to drop the weight on your <laughs> So I, I, I love struggling. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. It's weird that I actually, when, I, when you asked me that question, I was like, all right, I'm sure I can come up with something I struggle <laughs> with that I don't like. And it's like, I don't like the way it feels to struggle sometimes, but I, I love like, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How about you? You mentioned there, um, like lessons and things you've learned. Is there something that you maybe used to struggle with, but you don't anymore? Yeah. Um, acceptance of Hmm. the fact that I may not be, so we all have this childhood idea of what we're going to be when we grow up. Mm -hmm. And that thought when you're a kid is like a superhero Mm -hmm. and you follow these certain archetypes of people that you then start to compare yourself to Mm -hmm. the comparison is something that I used to struggle with all the time especially a lot of my friends are super high level athletes Mm -hmm. and the comparison of how my career went versus how their career went or you know, my successes, how does that stack up against this person's successes? And ultimately, you realize that, man, your value has nothing to do with how many times you won or lost a fight mm. or how many times you, how many medals you've racked up or whatever, because there are certain people that are the greatest fighters of all time who 
run into a pregnant woman in traffic and leave the scene of the accident mm. only to come back to get their drugs that they were on to leave mm. the scene of the accident again. So it's like if you're only comparing accolades and what society defines as successes, you're not seeing the whole picture of what you could truly become. Mm. So I'd much rather be me than mm. what than this, you know, greatest of all time athlete who's a terrible person mm. and has done nothing to help the people around him. Mm. Um, so yeah, so comparing my my um, accomplishments yeah. with the accomplishments of others was something that I used to have a, a very hard time with. Mm-hmm. But you start to realize like all that does is build pressure. When there should be no pressure. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this if you don't want to do it? Stop doing it. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? <laughs> Somewhere in adulthood we it, realize we get to make our own choices. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Uh, what is something you're confident in helping someone else through or with? Struggling. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that for sure. Anything that I've been through, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel life is different for everyone but it's the same for everyone Mm -hmm. there are very there's very specific themes Mm -hmm. that happen across everyone's life yeah and it may not be the same thing that Mm -hmm. happened but that situation that struggle that thing that you're in that you're dealing with is going to be the same as something that someone else went through. Everyone's had their heart broken. Everyone's failed. Mm. Everyone has let themselves down. Everyone has hurt people. We've all been through these things. Mm-hmm. We've all felt alone. We've all, and I, I think trying to help people realize that like, no, we, every, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I think that that's why I'm so good at just talking about all the times I failed because it's like, damn, like if my failures can make people realize that like, man, ever it, it it's not just me. Mm. I'm not less of a person. I'm not yeah. I'm not less valuable as a human or as a being mm-hmm. or a consciousness or whatever. That that's something that I, I would love to help share mm. with people. Um and I think that the more that I'm able to, that's why it's kind of important to me to like establish this credibility as well too. Cause if you're not a credible person, mm-hmm. you're never going to make a real impact. Mm-hmm. If you're not living what you talk about every mm-hmm. single day, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to make that impact. So I forgot what the question is. No, no you're good. That was it. good. Yes, definitely. Okay. How, how, what are you confident helping someone else through with? And yeah. And that credibility, you, you define that as, as being somebody who who lives out action bias, integrity, what they're yeah. saying, integrity, a hundred percent. For sure. If someone knows that you're taking shortcuts or not, you don't take yeah. the shortcut because you tell people all the time, "Don't take shortcuts." Right. <laughs> so if you're telling people all the time, "Don't take shortcuts," but in your own life, you're that's what you're doing, mm. then ultimately you're doing yourself and the people that you're trying to help a disservice. I would agree with that for sure. Uh, next one's a little lighter, a little more fun. Um, if you had $10,000 in two weeks to spend it, what are you going to do? Well, I I would tell Megan that I... Megan is my wife, <laughs> for people who don't know. I would tell her 
people are going to be like, damn, whoever this Megan chick is, <laughs> she's surely lucky. She might, she might disagree sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I could give you a list of things he's not good at. Uh, um, Megan speaks highly of you. Yeah. Um, no, I would, I would, uh, I would give it to her, and I would say, let's go do something yeah. cool that you like because um, she is much better with money than I am. Okay. Um, that and that's a positive and a negative yeah. to where sometimes people value the money that they're going to spend more than the experience that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say, hey, where are we going? Right. And we're doing whatever you want. Perfect. Um, She's the reason that I've been anywhere outside of the United States. So I feel Mm. like I would owe it to her to give her that Mm. back. I never was outside the United States before I met her. Mm. And since I met her, uh, Germany, Patagonia, Italy, then all over the place. Mm -hmm. And that's because of her. Mm. Um, And that's something that I would hope that I've repaid in one way or another. Mm. I mean, she married me, so I guess I did something, right? <laughs> Along the lines. I don't, um, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would do yeah. whatever she wanted to do because I love her and I would want her, I would want to share that with her. Yeah. That Those experiences would mean more to me than something I could buy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Um, is there anything you wish you could say to someone you love but you don't feel like they're ready to hear it? Man, this, uh, you know what? The, the ready to hear it thing is that's a tricky situation too. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes people will never be ready to hear it, mm-hmm. but saying they would be ready. Yeah. Um, just, I, I want to say it to everybody cause mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like people have this thought that. If you love someone, it means that you have to agree with everything they do, Mm. be on their side all the time. People have this idea of love that like, if if you're in love, everything's perfect all the Mm -hmm. time. It's like, no, that's why, that's why relationships don't work out for people because that's what they're (laughs) expecting it to be. Um, I, I would just say that I forgive you. And I love you. Mm. And no matter what, I'll forgive you. Mm-hmm. And I will love you. I won't always agree with you. And maybe you might not even be in my life forever. But I will always love you. And I will always forgive you. And if you're willing to do the work that it takes to get back into my life. And being a person that I can trust mm-hmm. and be around. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. But meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. But if you don't meet me halfway, I still love you mm-hmm. and I still forgive you. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think people meet, think that forgiveness means that everything's okay. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that yeah. that person's even in your life anymore. You can still mm-hmm. forgive them, and that's important. Yeah, that Forgive- can forgiveness and trust are different things. Yeah, yeah. and that but that sometimes just forgiving someone mm-hmm. can help them start over. Yeah. Sometimes people need to know, like absolutely, okay. Everything didn't go right, but I have that closure now, and I know that it's part of my process and my growth in life, and time to move on, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I forgive you, I love you, 
and I love you anyway. And I love everybody. I love everybody. You Whoever's do. listening, I love you. You're, you're <laughs> he cool. does. He means that. I'm down. Let's hang <laughs> Very out. Very genuinely. <laughs> um, on the other end of that, um, what is something that would be hard for you to hear that's true about yourself from Ooh, someone you love? Man. Well, that I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a secret, Evan? <laughs> and that is uh, hard for me to hear because I'm stubborn. Mm. Um, I am st- so I am stubborn at the outset, mm. and I, but I, I'm glad that like I know this about myself now yeah. <laughs> that I have the tendency to like I push back immediately, mm. but then after a certain amount of time depending on how significant the conversation is mm-hmm. could be a minute i could be like all right well it's not that big of a deal <laughs> could be a couple of days yeah um Jen, what was the question again so i can answer it specifically no you're good um what is something that would be hard to hear that's true about yourself from someone you love that i that i push back on stuff hmm. that i react emotionally to things when they're not what i want to hmm. hear hmm. um and I do hear that from people. And okay. it always is hard to hear. Hmm. Which is why it's kind of a it's kind of a weird thing because I accept that about myself and yeah. I know it about myself mm-hmm. and it still happens. Mm-hmm. But I've luckily had enough experience with it to uh, I'm able now to be like, okay, wait, you know what's happening. <laughs> Just chill out, dude. Because hmm. in a day, you're going to be like, I'm really sorry I reacted that way and mm. I shouldn't have done. So now I'm able to at least like cut it off, you know? You're, so you're that, able so to identify I don't do any sure. damage. I control right. it until I'm able to think it through correctly mm-hmm. and handle the situation mm-hmm. correctly. Um, but that's always the hardest thing for me to hear is like, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this earlier, how we're like, I want to fix it now. Yeah. And sometimes when you're having an argument or whatever, it's like, we need to talk about this later. Yeah. That's the right thing. Yeah. That's never what I want to hear. Yeah. That's n- I'm like, no, we need to fix this now. And mm-hmm. it's like, you're not going to fix it. We need to talk about this later. That's always the thing that like mm-hmm. flips my switch. It, 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 I, it, it drives me bonkers. <laughs> like, I just hate when people are like, I hate when people are like, conversation's over. It's like, well, but I'm... <laughs> Like, no, but I'm not we that. haven't resolved this yet. It's mm. like, yeah, but sometimes people are able to see like there is not going to be a resolution if we mm. keep hammering this now. Let's mm-hmm. take a step back mm-hmm. and then we'll both think about it and I'll realize where I went wrong and then I'll be like, wow, I'm really sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come up with a solution. But I never want to hear that I need to take a step back. I never want to hear... Oh, you can't fix this right now. I I hate that. Mm. I hate that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, that's something that I never want to hear. Yeah, you mentioned in there that you're starting to be able to identify that in yourself more and more and say, okay, and accept that. And that's like, that shows so much maturity and growth and wisdom. Those are such hard points to come to in our lives. Yep. It still makes me really mad. Yeah. (laughs) But I just go be mad about it until I'm not anymore. Yeah. Instead of like reacting. Yeah. And now I'm making a situation 10 times worse Mm -hmm. because I'm being the three-year-old kid who's being told, (laughs) 
that he can't go out to play if he doesn't mm-hmm. eat his broccoli instead of just eating the damn broccoli <laughs> and I could go play, you know? So, so yeah, yeah. definitely that's something that I always for hate sure. to hear, but I, I, I need to hear it from time to time. Yeah. So shout out to Megan for dealing with that <laughs> crap. <laughs> that's awesome. Cause she has no trouble telling me. Not now. Yeah, kind of, no, nah, she has no problem. Sometimes that. we need we need yeah. those people in our lives. Yep, for that's sure. who we are, yeah. Um, what is your favorite quote? Oh man. Uh this one I wish I would have been able to prepare for. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a stoic quote because okay. I love stoicism. Yeah. Anybody doesn't know what it is, it's amazing. If you want to just get into it without having to do a million years of research, the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday is a it's a book. It gives you mm-hmm. one stoic thing every day that you can read. It's one page. Yeah. <laughs> you can just get it over with. <laughs> um, but it would be death smiles at us all. All man can do is smile back. Mm. I love that quote. There's, I could sit here for three hours and give you all the quotes <laughs> I love, but I really love that quote. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. It's, you, it's like coming to terms with the fact like, yep, okay, hey, I'll see you when I see you. Mm-hmm. Until then, I got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that speaks to your uh, your value of time, for yes, sure. Yes, for, for sure. sure. Definitely. Uh, what makes you feel at peace? Peace. Stars. Mm. I love stars. Mm. That's why I don't want to live in the city anymore. <laughs> and you do live in the city yeah, right now, yeah. Yeah, that's because of Megan, too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love stars mm-hmm. because it may, it it's... It, Something about it, I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. if you are in a truly dark place, physically, like actually literally dark, not mm-hmm. like you're depressed or having a hard time, mm-hmm. uh, and you see like just, there's just everywhere you look mm-hmm. and you can see the whole center of the galaxy and mm-hmm. it's like, how can you not have this sort of perspective about like, you know what? Everything is going to be okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's all going to be okay. Because every one of those stars is a sun like what we have. It's just so, it can't be by accident. Mm. And I don't mean, and I don't mean, oh, someone was like, oh, I'm going to make this like this. Mm. I just don't believe there are any accidents. Mm. And, Maybe you may never even, we may never even get to figure out what it's all about. Mm. That's cool too. Sometimes it's peaceful to just be like, man, this is where I'm at. And I just get to be aware of all of this, all of this. Like what are the chances of being not only alive, Mm. but aware of how lucky you are to be alive? Mm. Like if... If that doesn't bring you peace, I, I don't know. Every everyone that's ever lived has been through it, and mm. there's nothing to fear. It's very, it's, it's a strangely empowering feeling. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite side of thinking about death all the time. It's like, yeah, it's not only going to happen to you. Mm. It happens to everyone, and we'll all figure it. We'll all figure out what's going to happen after that, but. I mean, you just look at the the stars and there's so much other stuff. Yeah, there's a lot in there. <laughs> it's peaceful. 
it's it's hard to not have such a humbling perspective when you just look at something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. To feel how small you are yeah. and how much beauty you get to appreciate. Yeah, and it's like the universe is so huge. Mm-hmm. That there's That's another good quote. You are the universe experiencing itself. Hmm. It's like yeah, everything that is the universe is in you and everything that is in you is the universe. And that's from a lytical scientific sense too. Like all of your atoms that make you, they don't ever go away. They turn into other stuff, but those atoms are still, they don't, they don't go away. Mm -hmm. So you are the universe experiencing yourself. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Would you say your life feels steady or uncertain right right now? Steadily uncertain. Steady, steadily uncertain. I am steadily uncertain. Perfect. Um, I, 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 uh, I think life itself is uncertain. Um, that's the only certain thing is that you can't be certain of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, to just, I, I feel like I haven't given you a simple answer yet. No, I, I think. <laughs> I keep bringing up all this philosophical they speak crap. To, they speak to you yeah. and, and your, in your head and your heart, and yeah. I appreciate them. I'm just so, like, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a huge gray area guy. Yeah. I think that to see the true picture, you have to be able to see all the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my life is definitely feels steady right now, but mm-hmm. it it also is uncertain because every day I'm doing things that I'm not sure how's it going to go, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm. But that makes stuff less scary. Mm-hmm. If you just do stuff that you don't know how it's going to turn out all the time, mm-hmm. you, you stop trying to have control over everything and you can actually, by giving up control... You actually have more control, mm-hmm. as weird as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. for sure. It's like when you finally are just like, there's just stuff that I don't have control over. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to try to control that. <laughs> what can I do? I can't control how horrible my workout is going to be, but I can control whether I finish it or not. Fair, very true. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything you wish you could say to uh, the opposite sex or you feel like women should hear as a man that you feel like women should hear um, that you don't feel like they hear or that they're aware of as truth? Yes. Uh, let me think about how I want to word this. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, and this is a very simple part of the answer, but like a real men are not the ones that are making you feel small, insecure, mm-hmm. objectified, um, whatever the litany of other emotions that dumbass males of our species mm-hmm. make women feel. Um, it really bothers me. Um, I think that I would want to tell them that there are more of us that I don't want to say. See, it's hard because I'm trying to speak as if I understand someone's perspective that I clearly can't understand. No, because I'm asking I, you to share from yours. So I haven't lived those there. experiences, yeah. so I don't know what mm-hmm. it's like to be a woman. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to deal with the things that they mm-hmm. deal with. But mm-hmm. I acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And I am someone who finds it unacceptable and uh i think that man i want i want masculinity to be viewed as good Mm. again Mm. because 
real men don't make women feel mm-hmm. any of those things that I stated before. Mm-hmm. A real man will not make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. A real man will empower you. They won't, they won't feel threatened. But mm-hmm. That is something that irks me beyond mm-hmm. like, like, oh, I, I can't let my wife make more money than me. What are you, stupid? What are you talking about? It's right. Like men that are threatened by women, it really bothers me. Mm-hmm. It really, really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm sorry that you, mm. all you women have to deal with mm. uh, men that are not in control of their um, testosterone, I guess. they just running around acting like cavemen. It's like... I, I don't know. I'm sorry, women. No. I'm sorry. No, no. I, you all deal with a bunch of crap. You started to uh, say in there that you believe that there's more there's more good and I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I've met yeah. I've met a plenty of um plenty of guys throughout the world that I believe I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's and really I appreciate easy, your sentiment for sure. It's really easy to f- and again I can't say this because I I'm saying this as like Boy, this this is one I didn't think I would struggle with, but I'm struggling not in what I'm thinking, but I'm struggling to present it the right way. Um, hmm. There's just, like, I understand that I don't understand. Yeah. And I feel like, damn, that's all men need to understand is that they don't <laughs> understand. Like, stop. For either, like, for either, for men and women. Yeah. They don't understand. Right, yes. right. Yeah. yeah, we're different, and that's yeah. okay. And I... I love that we're different because mm-hmm. that's what makes mm-hmm. things balance out. Yeah, and for whatever your gender, wherever you are. Yes, yes it's definitely. not, it shouldn't, equality is not about who can power lift more. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that, that like speaking. Mental, there, yeah. there are things that women are going to do that are, that I will never be as good at as mm-hmm. doing as what women <laughs> can do. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, women... I feel you. I'm sorry about all the crap you got to deal with. <laughs> Truly, I am. But I am on your team, and uh, I do everything I can to hold my fellow men accountable. You do, so, yeah. So, men, if you're not doing that, step your game up. Be a man. Hmm. I hope that was good. That's a good I feel answer. Like I, I feel like no. I really bumbled through that. No, one, you're good. It's a very solid answer, and I know Megan... Uh... It's a super important topic that it's like yeah. it's hard to say it in in the right way because Hmm. I don't want to be on here mansplaining to you about (laughs) what I'm supposed to be telling women. It's like, it's weird. And and, and knowing your perspective of how you support Megan and how you are in your relationship with other men and with other women and with just other people in general, regardless of gender. Like, I think you, uh, you're speaking from a place that, that is, I will validate it Uh, (laughs) for whatever that's worth. Anyway, I'm 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 on I'm on team woman for sure. <laughs> I love women. We need you. Yeah. So, um, next one. If you had ten thousand people listening to you, what would you want them to hear? Ten thousand. That's a lot of people. I love you, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever you want in your life, go get it. Time mm-hmm. is running out. Stop thinking about what everyone else is going to think about because most people don't think that much about us anyway (laughs) it's like you always feel like man people are going to judge me but ultimately most people don't really care yeah and uh yeah 
time's running out. Go mm-hmm. get it. Whatever it is, stop find, Stop paying attention to the reasons you can't do something and start listening to the reasons that you can do something. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. Uh, what is something you wish people knew about your culture? My culture? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to use the martial arts culture, okay. I guess. Um, and I'm going to say that uh, we don't like getting punched in the face. <laughs> that's it. That's, uh, I get people all the time like, man, you just like getting punched in the face. It's like, no, the, the, the goal is not to, and I want to speak for fighters out there or even just martial artists and or people in all different things. Like, mm-hmm. we, it's not the act of getting hit or anything that's like what brings the value about in it it's it's the it's the act of the challenge actively problem solving things that are not going to react the way that you want that's what that's what we love mm-hmm. we don't love beating each other i mean <laughs> we do definitely have some meathead bro moments in the gym too but overall no we don't love getting punched in the face good to know <laughs> Uh, what is something you love about your culture? Being real. Mm. Being around real people that are really real. Mm. And I think that that is a subculture in our society now because it's so easy to not be real. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to look at other people's life on Instagram and be like, they're doing so much better than me. But mm. maybe they rented that Lamborghini. Like, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, people rent cars to take pictures mm-hmm. in front of them. Yeah. And the, I, I feel sorry for both sides of that coin. Mm. That people feel that they're only as valuable as the following that they have on social media or whatever amount of clout they're able to have or whatever. But I also feel for the people who think that they're not enough because they're comparing themselves to someone who also thinks that they're not enough. Mm -hmm. It's like no matter what you are, you are the only you that has ever or will ever exist. Mm -hmm. You're a perfectly unique, independent thing that is only you. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something that you're good at, how about being you? You're better than that at anyone in history. You're the goat. <laughs> so it's like, stop comparing. I forgot what the question was again. No, that, that stop comparing works. yourself yeah. to everyone else. And it's what you love about you, your culture. Yes, yeah. you are the best version of you and we can continue to empower each other. Because mm-hmm. that's what I consider my culture, right? Mm-hmm. Is not it is that side of it. Mm-hmm. The let's empower each other and focus on yeah what we love about each other that's my mm. that's what i consider my culture mm. so what is something you're not proud of about that culture um the tendency that we can have we as in people like me to think that my way is the right way too mm. I sometimes think like, man, if you don't want to struggle all the time, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what you're missing, or you're not. 
you know, you're soft or um, those type of things. I, I think that, uh, hey, if you're an Instagram influencer and you're actually happy and it brings you joy in your life, mm -hmm. then who the hell am I to say that you shouldn't be an Instagram influencer? Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like there have to be, there have to be people out there that really true, it makes them happy. Mm -hmm. And who the hell am I to judge mm -hmm. someone if that's what they want to be doing? Yeah. Um, I, I'm merely trying to speak to the people who, deep in their heart, mm -hmm. they don't feel good about what they're doing hmm. um but i don't mean to put a blanket statement on everyone so that that would be it i i think saying that like if if that's what you do and and you really love it then hell yeah go for it and i'm sorry if uh, i ever made any instagram influencers <laughs> feel bad i would probably know because thousands of people would be coming at me but <laughs> very good um do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life Yes. And what would that, you say that is? That would be to experience it mm -hmm. and to try to make the experience better for people who are not as far along hmm. the experience <laughs> as I am. To try to help guide people. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up with... No leadership, no mm -hmm. mentorship, mm -hmm. horrible bosses, people who took advantage of me when I had nothing to give. Mm -hmm. um, and my purpose is to let people know that that's not how everyone is, mm -hmm. and, but also to be a guide to help people get themselves to where I have gotten faster mm -hmm. and with less pain. Physical and emotional. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 But also to let them know that like pain is part of it. Yeah, yeah. But let's eliminate the unnecessary pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like you're living that out? Doing my best. <laughs> I think so. I'm doing, I'm doing my best. So. And I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. So. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I'm trying. Um, so I know you have a few and you've shared with me um, other times. But um, do you have a favorite tattoo and why? Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I have a least favorite. Okay. That's this tribal one on my elbow. <laughs> that I hate that one. I really, really hate that one. That's the only tattoo that I ever got that, like, literally I did because I was bored one day. How, how like old were not, you? 19, okay. probably. Okay. Um, that's the one that I hate. Okay. Um, they, they all mean a lot to me. Um, I really like the samurai one. It's kind of morbid because he's doing seppuku on himself. He's killing himself. But I love Bushido, Bushido culture. Mm -hmm. oh, man, I got a couple that my brother drew. So I like those because he drew them. Mm -hmm. um, this one on my arm, I guess, would be... Uh, it's the word climb. Because mm -hmm. people can't see it. <laughs> uh, it's the word climb. And uh, I had a coach who was actually not a good guy okay but he did give me this very valuable lesson and it was when i was getting ready for one of my fights um he told me like hey if we're all at the top of the mountain and we want to help you get there we can throw the rope down mm -hmm. but you have to climb hmm. 
And uh, I always remembered that. That really, really stuck with me. So even the bad people can give you extremely valuable insight mm-hmm. if you're willing to not throw away everything that that person has ever said or done because of the bigger thing. There, yeah. There's still value in there. You got to sift through it sometimes. But that like changed my life mm-hmm. because that, without me knowing it, that taught me accountability. Mm-hmm. It taught me personal responsibility. Yeah. And it's really easy to say, well, my coach should be doing this for me. But ultimately, like, what you want in your life is up to you. Yeah. And for better or worse, you have to own it. When mm-hmm. you screw up, you got to just own it. Mm-hmm. If you want to make something better, you got in, a, in an argument with your significant other and you want to make things better, you don't say, I'm sorry you got mad when I said this. It's like, no, just say you're sorry for what you did. Yeah. That's how you climb out of the hole. Mm-hmm. If you want to accomplish things, you got to, you have to do the work. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. you can put yourself with people around people who will throw you the rope, Mm -hmm. but you're eventually going to have to hold on to the rope and pull yourself up. So that's definitely probably the one that means the most to me. And Mm -hmm. I put it on my arm on purpose because I see it all the time. Yeah. No, I love that. It's great. Um, What are three talents you wish you had? Wish I had? Ooh. (laughs) Wish I had. Um... Let's see. Three I wish I was more artistic. Hmm. That would be a good one. Yeah? Yeah, I, w- I would like to be able to, like, draw. Okay. That would be cool. Yeah. My brother's really artistic. Okay. Um, he got the one side of the brain. I got the other side of the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Together um, we have a whole brain. Yeah, yeah. No, art is awesome. Like, I would love, love to be able to just rock out on a guitar. Hmm. I would love that. Or even play the, or play the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I would love that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've never been, I've never wanted to do it bad enough to do what it would take to actually do it. <laughs> I feel similar when it comes to certain It's just something yeah. that I feel like, man, that would be so damn cool. Yeah. But it's just not something that I w- was willing to put the work in for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's two. Um, what would the other third talent um damn there's got to be something else. it's all it's all that <laughs> type that of it's all yeah. within the the yeah. artistic realm that answers the question. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very philosophical mm-hmm. but i'm not artistic hmm. um that is something that I, I would like to be better at but i'm just i just instead of trying to develop that talent it's just made me truly appreciate those talents in other people hmm. as like, man, that's a real damn talent because if I try to, if I try to draw a picture of a person, yeah, holy crap, it's so <laughs> bad. Um, I really appreciate that. I would love to have that talent, but it's just not something that I'm, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't born with that tendency to be yeah. artistically, uh, inclined. Mm-hmm. So I would love to be more artistic. Fair but enough. That works. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else you want others to know about uh, what matters to you or who you are? No. I think that's pretty good. I, I um, If anybody wants to ask me anything about me, that's cool. You can look me up. All right. We'll definitely um, get that at the end for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you interviewing yeah. me and taking the time. 
Oh, and just so everyone also knows, I met Liana <laughs> because she um, actually takes better care of my body than I do. <laughs> uh, met her through the gym, and uh, she's fixed me on more than one occasion, so I, I appreciate that as well. Um, remember when you had to put my shoe on? Yes. He, he messed his back up pretty good and couldn't bend down. Yeah. But I got two more for you. Oh, oh, I thought we were done. No, I thought we were signing you're up. You're good. Okay. I got two more for right. you. That's poor lead out on my part. Um, what is something you are proud of? Um, the fact that anybody considers me as an example of the type of human being to be. Hmm. That's, I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm. It's also incredibly motivating to me because I'm like, damn, if people are looking up to you, like, don't screw it up. (laughs) Um, Even if it's one person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the fact that anybody would look at my life and consider it to be a success Mm -hmm. when for the first 20 years of my life, I was basically sure that Mm -hmm. I was not going to be a success in any way. yeah, that's that's something I'm proud of. That's awesome. My friend, the people around me is something I'm really proud of too, because that's mm-hmm. how I know that I am doing the right thing. By who chooses because, to be around you. Yeah. yeah, when 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 I got married, that was the moment that I was like, "Holy shit, my life, my not Evan is a success. Mm. My life has been a success," because they did the whole "you're married now" thing. And uh, looked up and the people are clapping and I'm looking around and I'm like, every single one of these people I look up to in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And they all took time to come be here for me. Hmm. That's how you, that's, Mm -hmm. that was the moment I was like, okay, my life is a success now. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, it made made me cry. And I'm I'm pissed because I had a bet with my cousin's girlfriend at the time that I was not going to cry. But she she probably meant that as in when Megan walks down the aisle. Yeah, well, that kind of made me, that that got me started. That got me started. Hmm. I get a little sappy from time to time. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Um, and last one. What's next for you? The Fight for Tomorrow Academy. Yeah. Yep, it's... uh, I can't wait. It's just an opportunity to give to give more back. Mm-hmm. And that's truly the most motivating thing to me. Like knowing that I'm able to give something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Damn. So cool. So the academy and my uh my next fight mm-hmm. whenever that's gonna be. Yeah. And uh going and recording my own podcast yeah. later today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I so appreciate your time. Um it's been super awesome. And everybody, uh, for anybody who wants to, for sure, I'll link that. So the Fight for Tomorrow podcast yep. is, is it is it the Fight for Tomorrow podcast? Is yes, the fi- okay. it is the Fight for and Tomorrow And I'll link that podcast. all there, too, where you can find Evan. And he's one to tell you all the time, him and Joel both. Um, Joel is uh, his co-guest, co-host, is with him most of the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, they both, uh, for sure. Anytime anybody needs to talk, if they anybody needs anything, if yeah. anybody's struggling in life, they are both and Evan, a huge proponent of we're here, we're ready to talk, we support you in the world. I'm doing my best. You're doing a great job. It's beautiful. And um, But yeah, I so appreciate you being here. Yeah, and giving thanks your for time. having me on. It's awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks.
Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.